Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hey everyone, it's Matt here. Unfortunately, we don't have an episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast for you guys this week because of various reasons, but uh, since E3 has just finished, we'd love for you to send us emails at podcast at dropbeargaming.com with your thoughts about what was presented, you know, what you liked, the PS Vita or Nintendo's new Wii U, or, you know, the Kinect games, the Halo remake from Microsoft or Halo 4. Send us an email, let us know what you thought. I'm going to include the interview with Esso from Bliss and Esso after this because Lucas and I went and saw a Bliss and Esso concert on Friday and it was awesome. So if you haven't heard the interview already, have a listen and we hope you like it. We'll be back in a week with episode 17. Thanks. Today I'm joined by an ARIA award winner, an Aussie hip-hop megastar. They have sold out concerts all around Australia. The biggest one coming up soon is going to be in Brisbane at the River Stage. 8,000 tickets, I believe, have already sold. So, mate, that is just absolutely massive. But I'm joined here on the phone by Max McKinnon, better known as Macca or Esso, from the group Bliss and Esso. Mate, how are you doing? Not too bad, mate. How are you? Fantastic. Welcome to the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Thank you very much for having me, brother. No problem at all. Our pleasure. Now, from what I understand, I mean, I'm a, a big fan. I listen to all your music pretty much constantly at the moment. You, <laughs> you and Bliss met kind of at school. Yeah, man. Year seven. Uh, year seven, we met, and uh, basically, you know, the school that we were going to was a very kind of rock-based. Yeah, music school. There weren't too many kids that were into hip hop, and um, yeah, we kind of found our our likeness through, you know, our our knowledge of hip hop that uh, didn't seem like the other kids kind of had. And we'd been, you know, building up and collecting albums ourselves, you know. And so, uh, yeah, once once I found out that you know he wanted to to try and do it, he actually came to me and he said, "Oh, you know, I can rap." And I'm like, "Oh, get out of here!" <laughs> And he and he kicked. He, he did some uh, verse from a CNC Music Factory song <laughs> that I had never heard before. Oh, yeah. So it, it sounded like an original verse to me. And he, he and I was like, "Oh my God, you can rap!" <laughs> so he kind of tricked me into it, uh, you know. And then a week later, you know, we're over at his house, and you know, it was very, you know, we didn't we didn't know what, what how do you do this? You know, do you need the to the beat first and then write to it? Do you write to it then make the beat or yep. uh, where do you make a beat? And so it was the very first stages of you know getting our hands on it. And uh, yeah, I mean it was basically you know blokes blokes from high school friends that uh, picked up a project and you know didn't put it down. And it's just gone bigger and better since then. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's a snowball, mate. <laughs> now I'd like to think, Bliss being from uh, from the states. When you guys kind of got together, how long had he been in Australia for? Oh, mate, he's been here for he's been here for a while now. Oh, okay. He was uh, he was over in Australia doing primary school for a couple of years. Our first day of high school in year seven, 
that's where we both met at a um, school in Middle Coast. Oh, there you go. So I mean, he's been he's been an Aussie for a while. <laughs> so you didn't get the chance to uh, you know scare him off with any drop bear stories. No, no, no. <laughs> Fair enough. That, didn't get the chance. Yeah. <laughs> now, hip hop's taken you guys all around the world, and you know more than once around this uh, this home of ours. On your travelling details, when you when you're putting in your demands for the uh, for the the travel, uh, apart from probably you know making sure you've only got a bowl full of blue M and M's, do you make sure you've got a console in the bus with you at all times? Oh, mate, for for years, you know, DJ hasn't had his little kind of man purse bag that carries his PlayStation Three in. Nice. <laughs> and I mean, I think we were even doing it before the PlayStation Three came out, and so we had the. What happens is. You can't set up the console in a hotel room full of people because, you know, the corded controllers, basically people run into them <laughs> and they get uh, clotheslined and they bring down the whole console and break it. So we've had a whole bunch of mishaps. <laughs> I so, can imagine. Um, <laughs> definitely DJism and, uh, is, is, and myself are, um, are huge gamers, mate. We, uh, we, we can't get enough. So Beautiful. any time that we're not doing sound check or, you know, supposed to be on stage... You know, a little bit of um, shoot 'em up and Call of Duty, or you know, something like that to go far. Lovely, lovely. So you mentioned Call of Duty. What what type of games do you guys normally play? And you know, as a group, do you all kind of play the same games, or you know, is there is there a difference between you guys? Well, look, I would say that me and DJ is are, are the gamers of the group. Uh, Bliss is a latecomer to it, but uh, he's definitely given it a go, and I think he loves his uh, his racing games. But um, the DJ and myself, mates, we're. Uh, we're, we're huge Grand Theft fans, yeah. and uh, you know we definitely love to to get amongst it with uh, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and we basically yeah we keep it almost racing and shooting because you know just to keep the competition you know yeah. live and running. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> the Field of Dreams song from Flying Colors uh, was featured yeah. on the um, on EA's Fight Night Round Four. So tell us a bit about what you guys had to do to get that game on there. Did they approach you? Did you them and so on? Basically, our our record label, our management, uh, Adam Janky, he um, he had uh, found out information that uh, EA Games was actually only near the near the harbour in Sydney, mm-hmm. and so you know we all went down there and you know hooked up a meeting and and talked to them all and you know showed them our music and you know they went and took it and and, and listened to it and you know that they they picked that song and yeah it kind of went from there and you know it's a it's one thing to be able to, you know, get a good game and play it, and and have your your band doing well. But uh, to be able to sit and play a game and hear your band's music in the background is a little bit trippy. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and it's a perfect song for that. So it works really well with that uh, with that type of game. Well, there's definitely yeah, there's there's a hardcore element to it, mate. There's a knockout kind of feel to the beat. Yeah, definitely. Last year, you guys uh, released the Running on Air album. What song on that would you like to to see make it into a game, and what kind of game do you reckon it could be? Um, maybe Family Affair, yep. where it's kind of like just absolute you know, crazy hillbilly westy uh, families <laughs> with busted up cars and babies on the roof, and uh, you know just a little bit of kind of Grand Theft Auto, but out in the bloody um, bush in the country land, mate. Beautiful. Uh, that sounds where pretty you good just to me. you know you get your gang of, you get your gang of kids and you. You know, light up one of the muzzle toss and you throw it in the neighbour's yard and then you jump all into the back of the ute and you go out there and shoot down some kangaroos, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sounds a bit like there was an old school game called uh, Redneck Rampage. 
and uh, really? yeah, it was a lot of fun. But uh, oh, that's <laughs> on on the album, you guys, you know, it's just gone platinum. So congratulations on that. Firstly, cheers, brother. But you've been able to snag a couple of the big names for collaborations on a few tracks. What was it like working with uh, Exhibit and the RZA? Oh, mate, it, uh, it was a dream come true. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, you know, we were in high school and, you know, sharing the, the one headphone in art class with, you know, Walkman on playing some Wu-Tang. And yeah. Our, our dreams weren't even as big as that. Like, we, we weren't even dreaming of, you know, oh, imagine we did a track with them. Yeah. I'd look at I'd look at Bliss and go, shut up and stop lying to me, mate. <laughs> but... um. But, you know, over over time, mate, we've just, you know, stuck to our hustle and, um, you know, we've, we've become a, a very kind of strong live act. Uh, we didn't want to be kind of known as a, you know, a studio group that, you know, can only do their, you know, songs in the studio and let it, you know, come out on, on record. We wanted to be able to be, you know, a force that, you know, had both sides locked down. So um, with with that in, in thought, you know, we, we did a lot of support for, international artists coming over here so we had already had a, a relationship with exhibit and um supporting him while he was over here and stuff like that so basically yeah exhibit was over here in australia and you know we, we gave him a call and said look mate we're, we're doing our album at the moment if you want to come and stay a night at the studio you know that'd be great blah 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 and he said yeah no worries i'll book my flight for the next day and so that was really good we got to you know actually hang out with him and kick it and chop it up with the extra to see and yeah. um but uh, but then Riz's one was it was a kind of long distance thing, you know. He did his stuff in New York, and we did ours um, here in Australia. But um, we had it was very kind of lucky. It was like a CD passing through management hands, and you know somehow got into Riz's hands, and um, he heard Smoke Like a Fire. He heard the my my verse on it was on there. It was still very rough, and it had the the chorus. And um, yeah, he immediately was just like, all right, I definitely want to. Uh, definitely want to work with this so yeah it was just a, a blessing man we count our blessings and it's just kind of it's a beautiful thing to be able to bridge the gap as well you know for us as artists but also for the fans to be able to see some of their favorite iconic characters of hip-hop from the states they're actually doing something with you know their backyard kind of heroes yep. and uh yeah. yeah it's just some magical to it man oh there sure is and and both the songs i mean every song on the album is absolutely fantastic but uh you know the the two with with the RZA and Exhibit really you know stand out for that. So now it it says on the uh, on the posters for the tour it says that uh, it's featuring both of those plus a few more. Are they actually out here for the tour? No, I'm not going to feed your dream. I'm not going <laughs> to sell you sell your cheap dreams here, mate. Uh, no, but what we what we do have, mate, is uh, we definitely do have horror show from Sydney. Um, and we have Big B from Las Vegas, and they're going to be um, the support acts for the night. And, uh, you know, they're, they're both really, really impressive acts. Beautiful. And, uh, both their music is, is great. So that sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. If the, kids, if the kids come down there, mate, you get down there early because, um, you know, you'll get your money's worth being able to see these acts as well. Will do, for sure. Um, now, on, on the, the back of, uh, you know, collaborations and stuff like that, Dead or Alive... If you could choose to do any work with any MC, who would you go for? Ooh, shit. <laughs> um, wow, man, that's uh, that is a real hard one. <laughs> I'd have to throw out the dead or alive because you've got, you know, of course, Biggie and Tupac. So, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. there's there's still a lot of amazing ones left here. 
slug from atmosphere. You know, oh, mate, that was literally in my top two right there. <laughs> uh, I, w- I would love to do a track with uh, with atmosphere. Um, you know, even um, Andre 3000 from Outcast. Yep. Oh, mate, the list goes on. I've got too many dreams, mate. <laughs> Knowing what it's like in in, uh, in the industry, you guys are most probably already planning way ahead. So far, what has been the highlight on this journey for you? Oh, mate. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, you know, back when we started, it was kind of like, you know, okay, I remember our first show, it was in January 2000. And it was kind of like, you know, weeks and weeks of build up, talking about it every day. Oh my God, oh my God, we're going to be on stage on Friday night, dude. This, this is it, this is it. Three, three Fridays from now, we're going to be on stage. And then, you know, we'd do the show and then we'd have weeks of not doing anything else. And all we'd have to do is, you know, all we had was reflecting on that show. So we'd talk about the show and, you know, now it's just kind of like, there's shows here, shows here, film click here, film click here, interview over interview, um, just touring, 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 write some music, these are new beats, it's just, I can't comprehend the whole thing, it's it's a, um, it's a mass ball of, um, of energy, mate, so, um, whew, it's just, uh, yeah. It all blends nowadays, to, by the sounds of it. To, yeah, it's hard to look at the whole picture, but uh, there's, there's so much going on, mate, it's, um, it's unreal, I mean, the bottom line is, um, you know, my mum always said, you know, to 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 be able to do what you love to do and and make that your career is you know pretty much the dream. Yeah. And um, and so you know, I, I pledge allegiance to anyone who you know can uh, support themselves off their own um, their own art and their own craft and you know doing what they love. So that's that's basically what keeps us in in line is that we're all we're all very close mates and. Uh, you know, we just uh, we love doing it, so mm. we'd we'd stop doing it if it if it wasn't fun. But it's just getting too much fun, mate. <laughs> and more and more by the sounds of things. So that's right. Now, uh, you know, with with running on air album coming out, it had me basically. I picked it up day one. It had me from the very first playthrough. Um, you know, the songs just get better every time I listen to them, basically. And with that in mind, where are you guys going to go from here, and how the fuck are you going to top this album? Because this is just amazing. You know, we um, we just love doing it. You know, and um, I think when we get into the studio, you know, we we just we have a ball, mate. Like, I mean, I can't even tell you about the crazy stories of, you know, what goes on uh, if, while we're not actually writing and recording. You know, we've we've got the beats. Everyone's got their iPods on. Um, but mate, I'm I'm in the kitchen loading up water bombs. I'm I'm filling up the motorbike with petrol, and we're doing you know taking off for the night. And so, uh, you know, we always have fun while making our album, and it kind of it's kind of a reflection when the, when the fans you know when the listener hears it, hopefully they they get that feeling of having a good time and and, and fun. And the amount of you know feedback from you know people on you know saying that this track here you know stopped me from you know. Uh, a stage of my life where I was very suicidal. It, you know, it stopped me and, and made me aware. Or uh, I just had a, you know, a father or, or a mum pass away, and I was in a bad place. And I put Eye of the Storm on, you know, all day long, and it, you know, it just got me through. And I mean, that kind of stuff is, that's the next level of, you know, satis- satisfaction for us, where, you know, you can actually change someone's life and and alter it in a, you know, in a positive way. It's a, it's a crazy thing. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
And it does definitely come through in the music. You know, it's it's a very happy album. Well, that's it, mate. I can't, we, we, and we're only getting happier, so I can't uh, I can't imagine what the next one's going to be like, <laughs> mate. But I know that uh, I know that M Phases and Bliss have been working on some absolute burning bangers in the laboratory Lovely. at the moment. So we've, we've got a little uh, little selection of beats that um, just just King Kong stomping around with his. Strangely, I'm kind of looking forward to that. So you mentioned before that there's Black Ops kind of thing going on, the, the Call of Duty thing. Yes. Who in the group's got the better kill-death ratio? Oh, mate. <laughs> mate, you've got to understand that me and VJ Ism have stayed up nights and nights and nights. I nearly got, I nearly got DJ Ism kicked out of his apartment the night the, the night that he got online with the headpiece. <laughs> now, I shit you not, I was I was scaring half of the world's kids back into their beds and putting away their consoles. <laughs> These kids had nothing on me. They were Okay man, we're gonna get you now. I'm gonna come and eat your babies, kids! I'm coming for you I, I just scare the crap out of them, mate. And I I, I played a mental game to mentally Frighten them out of their skills, <laughs> and uh, I've, I've got the skill to be able to back it up, and so uh, that's made me and DJ Ism very competitive. He he would say he is the better marksman. He reckons that he would shoot me down quicker, but um, you know I keep proving him wrong, and he keeps proving me wrong. So I don't know whether we're just these two twin commandos. I don't <laughs> I don't know mentally. I mean, if there were. Um, if, if if in the future they they fought wars with not soldiers but you know robots, I think it was in some movie where they would have kids playing video games, but just like Call of Duty, but it would actually be a robot over in a different country that you're actually using and fighting with. Well, I'm telling you now, mate, you would want me and DJism as uh, part of your <laughs> governmental plans. We'll have to keep that away from uh, Julia because she might catch on to yeah. that idea. Absolutely. <laughs> Mate, I guess that pretty much wraps it up. Look, you know, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's it's just absolutely amazing to have you on here. Um, oh, mate, my pleasure. Mate, have you got any shout outs you want to you want to say to the world? <sighs> mate, I'm, I'm, I just want to say spread love. All right, there's uh, not enough time in this world for uh, for hate. You know, we need to push on, mate. We need to, uh, you know, you need to pull the wool off your eyes, mate, and enjoy yourself. Okay, and, um, you know, <clears throat> there's always going to be the next day, mate, so never let it get too uh, too on top of you because there's a video game that can take you away and let, let you have an escape. Very true, very true. Mate, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, we'll see you guys in Brisbane. Awesome, man, awesome. Thank you very much, Lucas. Yo, what's going down? Check it out. This is Esso from the Almighty Glisten Esso crew, and I'm chilling here live on DropBearGaming.com. Yeah, yo!